This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome. I'm super excited about my guest today. She is a 1-3 splenic projector and we met through a Facebook group where the moderator put out a call and said, hey, if you have a podcast or if you want to be on a podcast, comment on this thing and um, we will, that's like an invitation so that everyone can kind of come in and say, hey, I want to be on this or, you know, be on my podcast. And it was very good for the protectors of the group, I think, because we need that invitation. And so that's how I met Juliet. Everybody, welcome Juliet to the show. Hi. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am honored to be here. I love these invitations. I just, uh, I instantly connected to Janelle uh, somehow. And we're probably going to talk about it because the splenic is, it just knows. It just knows in the moment. It doesn't need any logic. It doesn't, sometimes even doesn't need the research, which is a conflict <laughs> with the one line yeah. that wants to research everything, but we research afterwards. And then we just go say yes and, and go for it. And, and here we are. And I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And as uh, Juliet mentioned, she is a splenic authority, which is, I'm not, I like all human design equally, but certain parts of it really fascinate me. And for some reason, the spleen has always fascinated me. I'm undefined spleen, but splenic authority is a really, I don't know. It just seems really cool to have. I don't know. I, I like, I like the idea of it, I guess, because I'm a third line, I'm a three, six too. So the idea of jumping into things like without thinking about it is like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Like my third line would love that. So we'll talk about that, but I also want, um, everyone to get to know Juliet. She uses human design in, uh, marketing. And she is very successful in her business. And I just want her to kind of talk about how that goes and what you do a little bit. So go for it. Absolutely. So um, I like to call myself a visibility strategist, although they used to call me the queen of visibility and sometimes maybe visibility that sells. I have been building online visibility for whatever it is I was into from about the year 2000. First, it started wow. as I was a singer in a band. And when I, I remember in 1996, I bought my first computer and connected to the internet, like that long dial up tone. <laughs> yeah, and I then remember. we're online. <laughs> yes. And then I realized, oh my God, I can reach people who are completely on the opposite side of the globe and I can let them know about me and my band. And it's not, mm -hmm. I'm not an egoistic or egotistic person that much, but there is this need to be seen for who you are. And sometimes mm -hmm. in your local areas, geographically where you are, there might not be as you know, enough people to make you actually feel successful or satisfied in, in, your, in your life. And I think that as a projector, this whole thing about I need to find people who truly see me was mm -hmm. always a driving force, you know, because as we meet people in life, especially when we're growing up or conditioned, you know, and, and as projectors, we sometimes don't understand about waiting for the invitation and we're kind right. of budging in with our, <laughs> with our energy. And, and, and we we get resistance we get people pushing us back like know your place and and that feels horrible you know so yes i found that you know this there's internet and then one three as well i think that the google google wasn't even you know at the races i remember no. it, it was such a it was, it was like a little kind of or something that little bellhop yes. guy <laughs> 
Ask Jeeves and another one was, I think it was Asta La Vista or something like that. There was the yeah, two big yeah. things. I remember <laughs> Google was NAF. Using Google was NAF at that stage. Yeah, I remember so that funny. very clearly. It didn't have any kind of good information. So I was, uh, I, I very quickly um, taught myself to build platforms, websites, anything, you know, and I am an introvert, so I'm complete like loner. And I just like putting out there something that people can meet me and save me time explaining what mm -hmm. I do. That's a huge driving force too. And so over the years, you know, first music, then when I, I kind of gave up singing and I had a child and I started, you know, dressmaking. So I created a dressmaking blog and I did tutorials and I created a community and I was part of big, you know, other communities where there was followers all this was building up over the years and then I just eventually started my business helping other businesses and projects um, create their online visibility um, we already had Facebook at that stage social media was a thing already it was 2012 and uh, for the first five or six years I was working behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh, promoting local businesses so I lived in Ireland at the time I am now based in Tallinn Estonia so I lived for 20 years in Ireland and, and we moved down the country and it was kind of a big mistake because we were stuck in a very small community mm -hmm. with very little businesses to work with because you know you could only yeah. choose one business in each industry so I ended up working with one business most prominent business in each industry and stuck and having not enough clients you know for me to live the life of my dreams yeah and, and I don't like commuting. So I was kind of, you know, thinking, what can I do? How can I break free and not feel, you know, trapped with, with the, the clients I have? Not always they were perfect. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, all that kind of built up to me turning to Facebook and thinking, I know this place. I know how this thing works. But mm -hmm. I also know that it never worked for me as a you know, the solopreneur, I was, I had a business page and I had all these things, so it never worked for me. So I decided to use my personal profile and I started getting really, really, you know, visible. I did a live video challenge or something like that, 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 that propelled me into mm -hmm. doing more activities. And, and that really, you know, by, by just trying and testing this three line, talking about jumping into things and testing mm -hmm. different things, and seeing something and then trying to you know try and get on really literally you know and and seeing if it's working or how I feel about it and you know over the years it's just all built up built up that you know people called me the queen of visibility because I was able to be so consistent and and build the business and and I'm not talking about um like I haven't become a millionaire overnight with this because mm -hmm. it's hard work in mm -hmm. in some way it's more difficult to establish yourself online than offline because mm -hmm. you don't see yeah. people face to face and you're relying a lot on the content and how people are distracted and you know it's kind of like begging begging for attention all the time but over time if you are consistent things can happen right yeah. but the problem with me and my marketing even though I was always getting somewhere where I was successful. Like I can build a shiny cover before we started recording, we were talking about how professional my website looks and it's you know, my so lighting great. and everything. <laughs> but this is, it's all about, you know, people judge the book by its cover, you know, first impression. And so no, no matter how good all that was, you have to feel good about what you're doing in your business, especially with marketing, which is kind of selling yourself, right? And, and yes. if it's a personal business, solopreneur business, you're taking all this selling business so personally that it can hurt and it can really feel you, may leave you feeling really yucky, you mm -hmm. know? And so in 2020, I came across human design and 
it, it of course it just gave me permission to be me like it does to everyone I think that discovers it yes. I think talking about splenic and intuition I felt when I discovered human design that I didn't discover it at the beginning of my human design experiment so I felt like I'm already halfway there because when I was reading wow. things I, and I was saying you know what I'm actually working on this things so I'm deconditioning now for the last four years I know that I am changing I know that these things there's a lot of things that I'm you know reading about listening about and I'm already there so somehow intuitively I was getting there and then it revealed itself and gave me the the words and and you know some I don't like putting anyone in a box right mm -hmm. but sometimes you need a label so you can understand what you're dealing with yeah. and then you can go and move past that label so it gave me all the labels I needed at the time to identify why is this this way and why is this that yeah, way Yeah, exactly the best thing it identified is that there is doesn't matter how successful a coach you like and how persuasive mm. their copy is if they're a different type to you things that work for them will will bring them success but it will never work for you no matter how hard you tried and I burnt myself out I literally derailed you know the, the whole inspiration I had about my business a couple mm -hmm. of times by following wrong strategies and taking on and trying on the costumes that did not work and did not look good on me and with human design it became a little bit more obvious what to focus on and of course it's an experiment so it takes a little bit of time for some things to sink in mm -hmm. um, or even to understand what they are like waiting for the invitation for a projector you yeah. know I think people in the beginning a lot of people assume you actually have to just sit and wait yeah but, we're hanging out until someone finds yes. us <laughs> yes, but it's not really that no. for me, for example, personally, it's not I think I create so many invitations, because being seen is important to be invited I intuitively I knew that before I even knew about human design, yeah. you have to be visible you have to, you have to toot your horn a little bit so they can hear, because if they don't, then they will just pass you by and no matter you're the first best person in the world for this job or for, you know, maybe you're the other half and they can just pass you by because you didn't show up and yeah. that's the big message and i think that's one of the this this phrase show up keeps showing up in in my mm -hmm. language in my marketing i have a podcast called show up stand out the visibility by design my recent podcast is also about how to show up and stand out with human design and it gives mm -hmm. you this blueprint and you can say you know what i don't care what these traditional marketing strategies are i'm gonna just pick and choose mm -hmm. choose things that feel good yes there might be some resistance say going live I can work and overcome and get better mm -hmm. master my talents over time but I also know some things are completely not for me and I can listen to my authority and really know for me I'm a splenic one so there and then uh -huh. that it's a no or it's a yes or that I just need to wait and not yeah. jump in yeah there's sometimes even though you're splenic and it's very quick and in the moment there are there's going to be times where it's like this I don't maybe it's not the right time yet or um, I'm not sure about this in the moment which you can be unsure in the moment just as, as you could be yes or no in the moment you know exactly and, and it's a very interesting thing about it so let's talk about the splenic authority generally it's not um what I'm reading and, and studying about say generators and their sacral response mm -hmm. which is also in the moment and lighting you up or going or you know and and it's much more of a response where splenic it's weird it's more like a warning 
mm-hmm. a warning that uh, something is wrong. For example, my husband really dreams about going and traveling um, and, and visiting Morocco. Wow. Every time we're talking about Morocco, I get this real horrible feeling of danger. And oh. even when I allowed him to persuade me, let's go there, we were traveling around Spain and there is this ferry, you can take half an hour, you can see Morocco literally, you know, mm-hmm. across the, the harbor. Uh, and the more we were coming closer and I saw this land, the hair on the back of my neck were getting up. Like my wow. primal, this is what spleen is. It's a primal, this old uh, instinctive force saying, this is danger. That's how yeah. animals know where to go, where not to go in yeah, a way. Am I safe and, or not? Yeah. And, and that, was, that was a real act of the splenic authority saying no. And the same happens in reverse when real good things or the right things happen. For example, you can ask me, um, a question, say, Juliet, would you like, um, last year, somebody invited me to do a 90-day health challenge called WildFit. And even though I already had WildFit coaches in my programs, people have invited me before already, that was the day when the body said yes. It was just like the whole body, it was mm-hmm. new, it's right. And you just say, yeah, and I'm going to do it. And, and then, but then the next day or the next day, it can switch off. Yeah, that's what's interesting about, you know, you can take your inspired action when you get a yes with this splenic knowing it's not a feeling like like actual physical feeling like the generators experience. Mm -hmm. It's just a knowing thing. And and then, you know, after a while, this could stop being right for you. And so you'll know that, too. Wow. It's fascinating as well. And so you have to be flexible and be kind to yourself and say, oh, no, just because it felt right three months ago, I don't have to now punish myself and stick to it for the rest of my life. I love that. Because I actually know it's not right for me right now. Yes. It's very, very fascinating. There's a, there's a lot of things going on. I'm sure it's not just the splenic authority. There's line three, which likes trying new things and, you know, <laughs> turning on and off the I want it or I don't want it light yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. There's a lot of things going on like that. But I think that it, this knowing is how I would describe the splenic thing. That's so great. I love I love how you said that even though it can be a yes and you can take the action, um, it can turn out to be a no later. And as long as you just have compassion with yourself and it sounds like it takes a lot of trust too in that uh, the time for me it now. Okay. Now it's not, Oh, now it is. And you just have to trust the inner knowing, because as you said, it's not like the visceral sacral yes or no gut feeling that we have been taught and conditioned from childhood to listen to your gut. It's not the same thing it's it's like next to it but it's not yeah the same and um it's it's like I said it's a cool it's a really neat authority because you do have that that splenic authority that tells you stuff but it's it's more in a subtle it's more subtle it's quieter um and like you said it's more for am I safe or am I not safe like in this moment what's going to happen and uh my husband has a defined spleen uh, he's sacral authority, but he has a defined spleen. And so it's interesting for me to watch him make decisions or, or think about things because I can tell they sometimes are arguing with each other and, and he's not sure where to go. Um, but I think it's a, it's a really cool way that you put it so that people can, can let themselves off the hook if they don't stick with the thing, you know? <laughs> I think it's so important. And, and of course, also, especially if you have an open will center, you know, you really are not born to commit or, you know, 
you can you can basically take a U-turn anytime you want. May I just mention something because you you pointed out uh, you, you mentioned the word trust. This is the biggest thing for me, and as I think that this is what the splenic authority, how it manifests itself, is just having this innate trust. It's a defined spleen. That's what it gives us. No matter what's happening, I have this innate trust that things will work out. Wow. Yes, sometimes the mind overrides it, and sometimes, and I have also um, a, a channel of logic 64, 63.4 defined, so it's like, what if, and it goes into a negative spin, mm -hmm, you know, know and, and it's a very toxic channel. <laughs> it can be. Yes, in its, in its shadow. And so I have that, and that overrides sometimes the trust, but I know, you know, um, I lived for 20 years in, in Ireland, and but our dream was to leave Ireland. We were so mismatched myself and my husband is Irish but he was also like saying I um, I just hate Ireland and I'm not matched here this is like wrong people we're misaligned mm -hmm. with we can't find people we, who understand us the place doesn't feel right even though we bought a house you know we were settling there and it was the wrong place so we mm -hmm. decided finally that we're going to move and of course when everything was ready to move pandemic hit and I remember almost like saying to myself I know before your dreams come true there is a little bit of an earthquake just trust that everything's going to be fine and I leaned into that trust mm -hmm. I remember uh, we were we thought that maybe by April we're going to be in in Estonia and in March everything stopped and Estonia closed its borders it, yes. it was one of the first countries that completely closed you know yes. everything like you couldn't enter it you know unless you were from Estonia yeah and so small and, you don't want all those people flying in exactly <laughs> and there's a lot of cruises coming here every day you know we're bringing people for day trips so they just closed everything and they um i think they only opened back up in july or something or june so all this time and i was just saying i don't want to get stressed let's not get mm -hmm. stressed it's just like let's go for coffees let's just you know my mm -hmm. life didn't change much because i'm as i mentioned introvert hermit sitting at home and working from home so it didn't change that much in respect of you know with the lockdowns yeah. But it's, it's about just trusting because I said to my husband, we're going to move in the perfect timing that will be of benefit for everyone who's involved. And we're going to, you know, everything that's going to happen will, will be perfect at that moment. And that exactly what happened because in the middle of July, there was such a drop in numbers everywhere so the borders opened we came here we were able like the house was released and, and everything opened up like literally oh, like the the world opened up for us we moved here and even here for a couple of weeks we were able there was no masks it was like normal life yeah. there was no restrictions and then of course things went back because there was a second wave yeah. but for us it was definitely and the weather was amazing as well and in <laughs> ireland if you lived in ireland you know that you don't know what summer is because it's never warm. It's always bit really? chilly. And, oh, it's awful. <laughs> I really, really suffer I was, there. I was born in California, so I'm... Oh. I... <laughs> I know because we wanted to move to Spain, which has the same climate as California, and, and that was our goal, but it yeah. wasn't meant to be. So here in Estonia, even though it's it's the fifth no most northern capital in the world, summers can get really good. And that particular oh, nice. summer, and also last summer, we had, you know, really like Californian weather ha can happen here. Oh, so good. that was really, really good. And that's the trust really helps you mm -hmm. with this. But I think it's defined spleen helps because the Define split is all. Spleen is all about. Uh, Define spleen is all about trust and that that knowing, inner knowing, and and not really 
allowing the fears to take over mm-hmm. well when it's when it's not conditioned obviously yeah. so yes it's a wonderful wonderful different definition to have i think yeah and I to love- give others and to yeah. give others yes yeah you just like she said we borrow from her that's why i think i love the splenic authority so much is because i have such issues with trust in myself that to know that you came with it, like you, you were, you were bored with it. And then you can allow us to have, it it does. I do feel like I trust myself a lot more. For instance, when my husband will bring up something that scares me like in the future or financially, or like talking about something big, a big change, I get freaked out. Like you said, my Aja takes over and it's trying to conceptualize this thing. But part of his little sweetening energy is like, no, like, look, look how excited he is. Like, we can do this thing. Like most of the time I know it's his spleen talking to me because the first thing that will pop in my head is, is this going to kill you? And it's like, (laughs) no. And I'm like, oh, that's him. That's him right there. And that, that helps me a lot because I, I really struggle with trust. And I think it's so cool that you and your husband both have the same authority, the splenic authority, because it's very, like you said, it's a very in the moment thing. So you can kind of look at each other and be like, oh, okay, this is how you feel right now. This is how I feel right now. Okay, cool. We don't like this place. Let's go. We love this place. Let's stay. Like, it's so yeah, neat that you a can bit trust of that. each other. You have to have, you have to also kind of say, I'm into human design and I've always been really practicing this trust. My husband is a little bit more sort of mind mm-hmm. overrides things so yeah, yeah, he yeah. would be more over planning and and not all and, and worrying more maybe than me because I really lean into that trust but mm-hmm. but if he does he does have this ability so the best things we have are spontaneous things and you know once we traveled around Europe on a motorbike and we didn't book any hotels we just you know we bought our ferry to to cross from Ireland into France and for 12 days, we were driving around with a complete sense of freedom and we allowed this splenic so trust on, you know, where are we going? What direction is calling us? And just, and that pure sense of freedom. And then in the evening, you know, you look for the hotel. If this is booked, some, one of them will be, will have a room, right? So you just trust again that something will happen, even though it's not overplanned and things are not booked for you or nothing. And we had the best time of our lives. We really did. We oh, covered wow. 12 countries. <gasps> no, so 10 cool. countries in 12 days 10, 10 countries in 12 days it was amazing that sounds awesome I love that yeah that would scare me but if I had somebody with me that was like yeah let's, I think I need like a little trust cheerleader who's like we can do this we'll be okay and and then I I get it so I love that you that you put it like that um I want I wanted to ask you because you're a projector how do you run your own business in a way that works for your energy inconsistent energy type I would say oh yes very inconsistent energy and yet they called me the queen of visibility remember (laughs) so how does this you're doing it authentic to you and it's so awesome keep going I think that's what happened. Well, first of all, I, I uh, came across Human Design 2020. 2021, on the 11th of November, was the day when I, I call it, I stepped out of my human design closet. And I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to do this in my business. I'm actually going to use this as a compass because you're coming to me and you're, you're saying, Juliet, how can I get visible? You know, what works? What are the strategies? What do you say on the video? What do you do this? I can't tell everyone to do the same thing because it's not going to work. And mm-hmm. then also, I can't say to you, this is the schedule, follow it, because, you know, your energy levels, your creativity levels are not necessarily always on. Yeah. And 
And it's so interesting. So for me personally, I am really leaning into this experiment in my business for the last six, seven months. Um, how, what, what did I really, um, I saw what's not working for me, uh, any kind of outreach. And these are normal things. And I'm sure that a lot mm -hmm. of people can, any, any kind of outreach. And especially one thing when you're trying to say, I am the best for the job. So the projectors, they have this thing that, it, even if they are the best for the job, if they're trying to say, I am the best at, for the job, it's like they're invisible. Yes. They have to be visible with actually being in the zone and sharing what they're into rather than trying to persuade that they are the best for the job. And that yes. was a big eye opener for me, you know, because even I'm, I'm quite good at this stage. I've learned how to be a good copywriter. That's very important when you have a business and you're using online space, especially social media uh, to promote yourself. You need to learn mm -hmm. how to write and you need to learn how to be on video. And it, it's not something that you're born with and you wake up and you're so glamorous. Trust me, five years ago, <laughs> my videos were cringe worthy. I still keep them just to remind me. And it's nice to see the progress, but it's like with everything that we master, right? First we suck at it, then we suck a little less, then we suck so little <laughs> that we're almost perfect, right? So that's yeah. the that's the idea. Yeah. And so and so I uh, the outreach didn't work, you know, trying to persuade like putting this kind of copy that this is the best thing didn't really work and uh with the with the projector there's a problem i can be in the zone and you might relate to this i can be yeah. in the zone and i create so much you know i can write and record videos and, and outline things I'm, I'm in the zone and that can last a day or it can last two days or it can last three days and maybe i attracted loads of clients at the same time so there's like big emotional energetic wave mm -hmm. going on and then it's just you wake up and nothing, mm -hmm. <laughs> like nothing. And that nothingness lasts for weeks. I have at least three weeks between, you know, big bursts of something. And then there is this nothingness. So for me, the key was uh, while my basically my body is forcing me into recharging mm -hmm. otherwise. And I can't I have no motivation. I can't write. So I've had to find the way to still be consistent and still be visible but allow myself to rest. First of all, I had to get over it in my head that rest is important. And this is again, conditioning, you know, nine to five, yes. do work hard, do something every day. Exactly. I, I love outlining things every day. I have a lot of notes and, and like 55 journals and things like that. <laughs> I, I, I write them, but do I do them every day? No. And now I, I've let go of pushing myself into the fact that I need to do things because I noticed mm -hmm. that when I have this creative burst, sometimes if it's meant to be, I go back to that thing that I outlined sometime before and now it's ready and I know and I can do it. No. And sometimes yes. it's just an idea and I don't need to act on it. And so it's good to have this. The body is smarter okay. than our mind. So it allows you to kind of recharge and, and, and uh, replenish yourself. So then uh, to, to compensate for that, I work smart. You know, I use some automation to use the content I've already created before to mm -hmm. repost it again. Mm -hmm. And when the content is created in that energetic alignment, in that creativity zone, like you're in the zone as a projector, it works. Yes. I literally, a couple of weeks ago, I remember late at night, my automation software sends me a little notification on my phone and I have to click a few times and then it posts it on Facebook. So that's what I did 
And five minutes later, I've attracted the highest caliber coach to hire me to go through her all her launch for whatever half a million launch um, she's doing now for all the copy. Awesome. And I don't even do that professionally, but that one post triggered her. For me, I wrote that post a year ago. I wow. haven't even promoted the offer that was on that post. I just decided to load it all into this automation software and I will add more stuff and I write when I'm in the zone, but mm -hmm. when I'm not, these things still working for me. And they really are. That's kind of, that's what we call making money in your sleep, right? In a way, because if I am say um, asleep, not asleep physically, but I have this period rest. of rest. I used to call it hiding. I always said, oh, I go into this hiding, but it's not hiding. It's just rest. It's just the way we work. Big mm -hmm. leaps, creativity, loads we do. And then we just need to go and recharge and, and rest and do the donkey work, as I call it, you know, accounting, mm -hmm. like, like you can tweak things, you can repurpose things, something you've already done, you know, edit some things. They, they don't need you don't need to be in the zone. You can actually activate your zone by doing these things if you like them, but you can still take it easier and you don't have this pressure to create content all the time and, and be visible. And you can be visible really authentically. Like you can do more um, personal maybe uh, calls connecting to people and, and just allow yourself this freedom. I think for every projector, it's important to have the freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. So to allow for this periods of, of stillness. But that was one of the biggest things that definitely I attribute to human design, discovering human design, understanding, not shaming yourself. This is not hiding. This is, you're still there. You're still visible. It's just now you, you have to really work smart because that's the way you're designed and that's the way you yes. are. And you Love know it. already it's coming. You know, when you're, when you're in the zone, you know, okay, I have to maximize this now because I know tomorrow morning I'll wake up. I can't leave it till tomorrow. So you start mm -hmm. prioritizing, you start being very efficient because mm -hmm. you understand you can't just have like loads of, you know, uh, tasks that half of them are pointless anyway. And so you have to really prioritize and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. These are most impactful things for my business. And then if this is, purely a business tip but you have to keep looking at what works and what doesn't work for you without even you know human design can give you an idea what your mm -hmm. type or your energy or your profile what what's the best way to approach it but you still need to do it and test it and then see how it feels and then see what works so I know mm -hmm. for example for me in terms of client attraction Facebook groups don't work I am yes. alone. I'm one three. Uh, I'm kind of all about me <laughs> and I am not really, an, I don't need to network with other people. I have a right angle cross, um, incarnation cross. Everything is in, into me. Like yes. it's, it's all going in, into me. It's not Coming going out there. I have some line fours and some pl planets, but still, you know, I, and even though I'm really good with, with my groups, uh, small intimate groups, containers that I create, mm -hmm. I hated my Facebook group, free Facebook group. I grew it to 2000 people and I hated it and I closed it three times. And then oh, with wow. human design, eventually I gave myself permission to be me. And one beautiful evening, I removed everyone one by one. Oh, wow. It was so such a, for my Reliance 3 that likes breaking bonds, it was yeah. such a pleasure. Just oh, yeah. one by one, like releasing them, saying, thank you. I still love you if, you know, if I know you, but don't need you. And I deleted that group. And the Facebook group was something that was just oh, constantly at the back of my mind. I have to entertain them. I have to do this. I have mm -hmm. to do this. 
And you know what? It not only didn't affect at all the results of my client attraction, I'm attracting more clients now. I'm attracting more people who are strangers. They come into my world through blog articles, through podcast episodes, through, you know, different different summits and things like that that I do where I'm actually visible. And mm-hmm. especially with, with website, my website suddenly because I'm focusing on writing on my website, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are just finding me on Google. And that's amazing. That's what I wanted. No hard work, Facebook group, you know, all this. I don't do groups in my real life, you know, so. Yeah, that's so great. And it's it's such good information because other people might do really well in their Facebook groups and might like hate Instagram or other things. And that's your, then stick, go to that. That's your deal. Exactly. And the fact that you figured that out and haven't tried to like force it or push it because Facebook is a big platform. You're able to trust that you can do it your way. And that you, like you said, you're going to attract more authentic individuals because you're doing it your way rather than, than constantly thinking, Oh, I have to put something out for this Facebook group. I have to make sure I'm there for them. You know, you're there when you want to be there. And I think that's the best. It's so true. And, you know, and I think anyone who is uh, trying to promote their business on social media, um, everyone will agree that there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of advice. You don't know who to listen to you, especially if you have an open head. My God, like you constantly think like, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And really you sometimes what, what the biggest problem that was my problem is that I knew, I knew clients don't come from this free group from, to me, they come from somewhere else, then they join my paid group, and then they go into my free group, and that's where they active. And I was really kind of angry at this because I'm saying <laughs> you have your own group, you should be you should be active in your own group. My, you know, I had this little di- dictator in my head, and I was like, in the free group, there should be new people. Why are the new people not, <laughs> not active? So, and and I just felt like really, I felt like I was seen in the wrong way, like checked out, you know, with judgment. Maybe there was no judgment, but I just, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing is when you're coming in, for example, um, I'm going to do a stage uh, analogy. So I was a singer. If I come in and and people paid to come and see me, Mm -hmm. they are there. They knew they wanted me. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm in some place where it's just completely audience that doesn't know me and they're like, who's this? Yes. That's how I felt in the Facebook group. Who's this? And I have to now prove, and my open will center doesn't want to prove anything. Mm -hmm. I had to prove that I am worthy of their investment or attention or anything. And, And so those things, we know them and we continue doing them just because the marketing industry says you have to do this because mm-hmm. all marketing gurus saying Facebook group is a really important you build communities and blah, blah, blah. But you can build community without building a, a Facebook group. I just use my personal profile. People find me. I connect to them. If they go into my um, mentorship group, we have a Facebook group. That's a lovely one. But really outside that, do I really need an extra place? It's not like a physical place where we go mm-hmm. in every Friday and meet together and there's a great interaction. It's just some place that just some hypothetical place, you know, and everything goes into your newsfeed anyway. So if you are actually not going into that group and it's not showing in in your newsfeed, you don't even remember the group exists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's like reality. So (laughs) it's, it's about really thinking. And that's why I said earlier, try and test things. So um, if you're listening to this, don't just go closing your Facebook group if it hasn't worked (laughs) yet, because you have to ask yourself, have I actually uh, given it 
it all, right? I, I, I four years, I was growing the group. I grew to mm -hmm. 2000 members, then I deleted a thousand. And again, I grew to 2000 or something like that. And then I closed it. You know, there was so many tests because you, you can only make these decisions when you know where the clients come from. Yes. When, when you figure that out, then only focus on that. Don't worry about anything else. Even yes. though you will be always doubting, I ever so often something comes into my head and says, Juliet, maybe open a free group. And then I have to persuade myself not to open it because <laughs> no. the truth was not to do it, right? So yeah. my mind will always try. Yeah, I love that too, because as projectors, we have to be selective with our energy. And it seemed like you were giving, even if it was just a little bit of your energy, you're giving it to a place that was taking way more than you had to give. And now I love the stage analogy and this is wonderful for all projectors. You're really not looking for clients. You're wanting them to look for you, to find yeah. you because then they're really, they really want you. They've, they've exactly. Looked. And I read for a woman recently who said, I waited months to book this because I knew I really wanted you, but I wanted to look at other, she like, researched other readers and things like that. And she goes, but I knew it was you. And I was, I was bawling my eyes out because that was so sweet, but it's, I, <laughs> I, that's the projector thing is we want the people that are for us and it's not everybody. Oh, I love what you just said. I always, and this is my mantra now. I'm not for everyone and not everyone is for me. And I use that in my family. I use that in, in my friendships. I use that in, in my business. And it really, really helps. It really that. helps. Because at the end of the day, even in your family, if you have someone who makes you, like bores you to death, you don't have <laughs> to have Christmases together, seriously. Yeah. You know, and so I had to have some tough conversations with some people saying, look, we don't have to have Christmas together. We just don't. Let's go out, menu, coffee, chat, a lot of, you know, fun, but no families. And so, <laughs> you know, it really helps. It just opens up this flow of great communication with, with the people that are your people. Mm -hmm. And, and in business, oh my God, how it's important in business, because, you know, imagine if you're attracting people who are wrong people and they don't see you for who you are. This is the projector problem. They don't see you for who you are. They literally could take that money mm -hmm. to anyone else who is doing the same thing. Well, like what you just mentioned. So you're a reader, you know, if they don't see you for who you are, and you're just like one of the choices and then you know they don't go because they know deep down this you are the one they'd see you right mm -hmm. they just chose you because well maybe you're cheap or something like that you know other <laughs> reasons and that that will make and i i worked with people especially in ireland it was a, a curse working yes. with people who are with you not because you're brilliant well at least they didn't make me feel like i was brilliant and some of them are still with me this is when they see you. That's 10 years. This is when they see you. So um, it's, it's important that we kind of really selective because when they see you, you will feel it. When they don't see you, you will feel it so much in such a wor much worse way that yes, it will correct. then kill the rest. This is what will derail you. This will stop you, you know, being visible mm -hmm. because we also hold on to this trauma of being rejected or not seen. Projectors yes, have that. Yes. You know, we don't want more clients who are like this. So we just then stop attracting any clients because we're so yes. afraid yes and yeah, all these things is good to be aware of yeah yeah it's it's never gonna end I think I think it's always there for us but if you're aware like with everything awareness is the first step mm -hmm. to recovery yes. right yes. <laughs> and deconditioning yes. so yeah I love that all right well um I have kind of a fun question for you if you could trade types for a week and no consequences would come of this and you'd like an outfit change 
what type would you like to try on? Manifesting generator. Yes. I think every I projector to... I ask that question says manifesting generator. Every single one. <laughs> I really want to know what's inside their heads. And there's two reasons. First of all, all the most vibrant, you know, coaches in my industry are manifesting generators mm -hmm. when I dig into it, right? But it doesn't mean that they're the only ones that are uh, successful. It's just mm -hmm. that they're very vibrant and visible. Yes through that right so yeah. that's one thing and sometimes they can be too much and they can be very exhausting and they their strategies might not be your strategies but i also attract a lot of manifesting generators who are not like that who are not vibrant like that and i would love to just know what is going on inside their heads and what are they struggling? I, I think intuitively, I already know a lot of things like putting yourself in what you should be doing. And there's a lot of this should doing or like, I need to organize right? myself. And you're like, no, you're a firework. You can't organize a firework. <laughs> just, just do that thing, you know, yeah, and it'll yeah. happen. I, I, I don't know. That's how I feel it. But I'd love to know. That's why I said manifesting generators. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, that's the one of the, that's the one I usually pick too. I think all non-sacrals are like, what would it be like to have a sacral motor? And then we just want it to be huge. So we say, yeah, yeah. Like the generators don't feel so, don't feel bad. I mean, oh, I yeah, know I a lot of generators, yeah. but they're kind of slower and steadier and, and they have different energy. And we're like, yeah. how can we do like the most? Yeah. The if we have one week to try it on. I want to go out with a big bang. Don't want to waste. <laughs> <laughs> that's a manifesting generator. Um, I also have like a, an odd question it's not odd but I am always really into people's accents and you have a beautiful accent and I know you said you, you lived in Ireland and when you say the word Ireland I hear the Irish accent but otherwise it's very like is it it's not Estonian is that where you're where are you from no. originally it's amazing I have an amazing story because I I love thinking about myself as a citizen of the world right so here's my story even though my mom lived in estonia uh, my mom is half estonian half russian by okay. her ethnicity yes. uh, even though she lived in estonia because her dad was a sold uh, officer in the soviet union uh, he was stationed in ukraine mm -hmm. and my mom decided to go to ukraine and have a baby there so my passport says i was born in ukraine although oh, apart wow. from some of my relatives who also ended up there kind of by mistake by by a chance i am not nothing to do with ukraine so uh born in ukraine um in a medical university in front of 20 students. So the word visibility was there from literally the start. Oh, I love that so much. That's awesome. So I grew up then, I'm Russian speaking. Uh, I grew up in Estonia and, and I went to a special English school. So we, we studied English on a profound level uh, oh, from wow. the age of seven. I, I was studying English five days a week, two hours every day, literally, oh and for 11 years. And then I was teaching it for another five years. So there was, I, I never had a very strong Russian accent and uh, we had a really good, especially the very first teacher was so brilliant. She had this wonderful English, like proper high, um high society english yes, pronunciation and we yes. had to bring the mirror into school you know and and really position the, the tongue and the teeth and everything and then the second teacher
teacher that we had then for the next eight years, she had a horrible accent. So there was like a <laughs> mixture of all. The, the first time she opened her eyes, all of us, we had a shock because it was proper Russian accent like this, but she was a brilliant teacher. And she really made me the lazy person who, you know, needs to sometimes be, you know, prove that I can. And so I proved eventually <laughs> that I can. And I left school and I was completely fluent and I taught it. Finally enough, this, this was my first job. And I taught English for five years and um, schools, small like Sunday schools and, and primary schools and then you know grinds and things like that then I moved to England and I lived there for a year but I was pregnant the whole of the time so I was <laughs> I didn't communicate with any English people really <laughs> hardly and then I moved to Ireland yes Ireland there's the accent and yeah, you I hear it a little bit yeah, I have a couple, a couple of phrases, and the, if I if I speak with an Irish person, I speak a little bit more. My husband is from Dublin, so there's a little bit of an influence yeah. maybe over the years. When I came to Ireland, and I had a few friends, uh, and then I met my husband, and a few years later, I remember one friend rang the place I worked in, and I picked up the phone, and she recognized my voice, and she says, is that Juliet? I said, yeah, and she said, oh, you sound so common. You used to sound like an English queen. Now you are sounding so common. So the accent rubbed off a little bit, obviously. <laughs> but it's interesting. I love the fact that I there is no uh, strict accent and you, you wouldn't know where I'm from. Because now I'm back oh. in Estonia. It was also a very long story why Estonia it wasn't nostalgia or anything. I left here. I never thought I'm going to come back. And we came back because it ticked all the boxes. Literally mm -hmm. everything we love is here. And my life here is in English. I speak to my dog in English. Mm -hmm. I barely speak Russian because I missed this whole development of smartphones and you know internet and everything. And so that all that um, uh, all all the language, all the all the terminology, everything that language is completely transformed. Mm -hmm. I missed it. So <laughs> I am talking to my sister, to my mom, and I'm like, ah, how do you say that? And how do you say this? And and I'm two years living here now, so oh, wow. I missed out on my own language. Uh, Estonian, I I, I didn't really uh, learn for some weird reason before, and and now everybody speaks English here, so you can get away not to speak Estonian. Sorry, guys, we're Estonians here. I love you all, but it's true. And so I kind of like this idea of me just being this aloof, weird person with the name that doesn't sound Russian or Estonian and no, obviously it, it sounds English American name. Yeah. exactly it or you know like, or yeah, yeah you're from the UK or something the only the only joke I have is about you know Stapletons they were the, the villains in the um how the Baskervilles <laughs> Mm -hmm. of Conan Doyle's Baskerville Hounds oh, okay. yeah. the Stapletons they were the ones that that were plotting you know the owners of that dog and so I always say yeah it's like Stapletons like the Stapletons like the villains oh they're, they're like oh yeah yeah we know this name because it was a very big every, we had a big movie when I was growing up so everybody knows who that is and that's the only connection so I just you know continue being this person like a citizen of the world speak English walk around the local area speak English to my dog and yeah. it's just it's it's great it's great and I love it you know who knows what's going to happen in the future but so far yeah. thank you, you for asking oh you're welcome <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful accent I like I I geek out over people's accents and it's really like you said you can't you hear certain thing parts of places but it doesn't sound like one place it actually sounds like a, a blend of places which is really cool so. which is like a citizen of the world would speak yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so all right sorry I went off topic guys but I love accents um thank you so much for joining me this has been a super super fun conversation and I know that my listeners are going to love it why don't you tell them uh where they can find you 
Well, the best place to look for me is you can just go julietstapleton.com. I'm sure there's going to be um, a link here. If you're interested mm-hmm. how, what to look in, in your human design for, uh, for your marketing, I have a very, very small free training. It's about mm-hmm. 15 minutes altogether, just a couple of videos. So on the homepage, you will see the first thing you will see will be that training. You can, you can grab that training and see a little bit, learn a little bit more about that mm-hmm. approach. Uh, and also look me up on Facebook if you want and send me friend requests. Make sure that you mention this podcast because not everyone is for me, remember? So I yes. have to know that you are the right person, the correct one. And so I will know then I will accept your friendship and we'll take it from there. That's where the st- center stage of all the magic is my Facebook profile. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me and I will catch y'all on the flip side. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.